0: Welcome, everybody, to Damage Radio here live on MakaRadio.com, where music reminds me. you already know me. I'm Marciel, alongside my guest. He's the host of the Bay Ragney Show, the National Restaurant Review Show, former ECW wrestler, Chubby Dudley, a man of many talents from Nashville's own Bay Ragney. Bay, welcome back to Damage, man. Always great talking to you.
1: I never thought I would hear the words Nashville's own Bay. Right? right? Isn't that crazy? So what's it's, been going on, dude? It still is. It's very crazy, um, dude. Like there's so much. It's <laughs> always so much, and then uh, I keep adding more to make right. it more more interesting. So. But that would be it. Wouldn't be you if you didn't add more. That's true. That's true. It's all all or nothing, and uh, as my nickname in Nashville has become is too much fun. So hey. Where do you where, even where sleep? Do you- I don't know. Like people have asked me that lately, and I just keep telling everybody, I, I've become a vampire.
0: Wow, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, you know. But hey, it's Nashville, living the dream. So a
0: lot of your work that you do is social media. Mm-hmm. Do you have a love hate relationship with social media? Or
1: <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I hate TikTok. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I hate it. I despise it. I'm not on there. Um, I, I The worst part is I I get the importance of TikTok, and I understand it in the world of social media. But there's just so much annoying people on there um, that, yeah, I just I, – I, I had it on my phone for a few weeks, and I was like, what am I doing? And I, I can't take this. I have to get these people out of my life, and I deleted yes. it. Um, so I'm just a Facebook and Instagram person and tw- Twitter, I dabble in, um, and, and I've been even thinking to myself lately, like to try to do more on Twitter, but yeah, Facebook and Instagram are the two top ones. Um, right. and I miss MySpace for the record. I do miss MySpace. I, me too. <laughs> Cause it
0: wasn't your space. It was my space, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you had like. All your pictures on there and your playlist. It was like a little. You're able to decorate your your space the way you want. Yeah, it. right. You can't you can't decorate your yeah. space on Facebook or Instagram. It's not your space. It's yeah. their space. You're just renting right. it or borrowing right. it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you
0: you do everything these days, man. You like you know you set up interviews. You're going thrift shopping to, to resell. How do you balance your time out, man? Plus, you know, congratulations, you have a fiance now. Like, thank like, you. That's it, it, that's awesome, man! But I don't know how you do it. So, what, what's the secret ingredient?
1: <laughs> I wish I had a good answer for that because I really don't. It's literally um, every day is lived minute by minute, because there, there's, I, I mean, people on social media they see the, you know, like you said, the, the thrifting and the reselling, or they see the interviews, or they see. You know, whatever else, other goofy things we're out doing, Nashville restaurant review and doing restaurant reviews and stuff like that. Um, but like, we, we literally live each day minute by minute because our schedules are just so hectic. And we don't know. We like, it's funny because each night, we literally will have a meeting each night to say, all right, well, what's the plan for tomorrow? And try to plot out like what we're exactly what we're going to do tomorrow. But it never works out that way. never does because there's there's just like our hands are in so many different things and we're trying to do so much and you know on top of that we do have you know family commitments to to do and and stuff like that and so it's like you know we're running twenty four seven even when we're sleeping we're running
0: yeah now you got batman and robin you got all these you know cool little sidekicks how are you and coco with with, when doing this is it like is it something funny you guys get along sometimes you fight you know it's like okay, how's the entertainment value with the, these shows in your opinion
1: yeah you know what we uh we probably get along 95 percent of the time when it comes to the entertainment stuff but there's some stuff that like she, she's she's more of she's more of a stickler okay. where things have to be perfect and perfectly professional and it's got to have this camera angle, or this sound quality, or this and this, and I've and I've always been the one like just screw it, go at it, and you know, just just it's fine, just make it work. And she's yeah. the exact opposite. It's got to be picture perfect. So it's 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 funny those little arguments we get into.
0: So you you, you redid a couple
1: takes. Sometimes, very 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 rarely. Okay. Okay. Very rarely. But uh, but going back to the TikTok, so we were doing you know so when you film for youtube you got to hold the camera one way okay you got to hold it uh you know vertical what's the long way whatever the long way is
0: yeah i gotcha yeah
1: Yeah. um but then if you're going to film for TikTok, which we were doing or instagram you got to film the other way so at times we were doing stuff and we were doing two takes So we were like, all right, film it this way, and then we do it. And then it's like, all right, take two, and then film it this way. And do it the other way. Finally, I was just like, this is – stop. Please stop. Like, uh, screw the TikTok. I can't take it no more. Like, be done with it. Yeah. So.
0: Gotcha. So let's catch up with some of your recent interviews that you did. Maybe give us some highlights of it, some uh, ups and downs, you know, and uh, something that sticks out of your mind. Uh, Start with the lead singer of L.A. Guns, Phil Lewis. How was that in your opinion?
1: All right, so so here's a funny Ellie Guns, one one of my all-time favorite bands, and, and I'm even going to go on record and say this. I will listen to Ellie Guns way more than I will Guns N' Roses. I, I really just, oh, yeah, I, I will. I will. Ellie Guns has a bigger body of work, and I've just always from day one have loved Ellie Guns so much. Guns N' Roses, you know, they had the blowout first album. And then they came out with a couple, a few other albums, but I got bored with them. I got burned out on them. They were just played so much. L.A. Guns, I still go back and listen to those albums from back in the day, all through the 90s, 2000s, up to today. They're, they're, they're new albums they're putting out consistently. Um, right. So I think this was, I, I, it was either my second or third interview with Phil Lewis, and we did it this past uh, Monday. And it's funny because I always get with certain people I'll get kind of intimidated and Phil Lewis is one of them because early on when I was, uh, my very first interview with Phil Lewis, the PR person said to me, don't tell Phil you're a podcast because he feels podcasts are not professional and, and he doesn't respect them so don't tell him you're a podcast so that has always stuck in my head and I've been kind of intimidated from that so i did the 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 first few interviews with him and they were good inter, very good interviews and we actually hit it off and got along great um so this interview i still have that in the back of my head and he he and this is the first time we did video together and we just clicked like that and hit it off again and he was really funny and very open and honest and I asked him the question, uh, and, and this was a, a very true feeling, I feel. like Here's a guy who's been in the music business, and he's done you know, 40-plus years of major, major touring, whether it's been in arenas or clubs or whatever. The guy has not stopped in 40 years. And I feel his voice still sounds just as good as it does today as 40 years ago, live, not even on record, live. So, and I didn't mention names, but I'll, I'll mention names on your show. But I, I felt like his voice sounds a lot better today than a Paul Stanley of Kiss, or mm-hmm. um, David Lee Roth from Van Halen, or Vince Neil from Motley Crue. Now I didn't mention names. Well, he just—I asked him the question: What's the difference he feels between him and those who have not been able to maintain their voice? And he was explaining, you know, his regimen and what he's done over the years. And then he just like, went off about Vince Neil. And he didn't mention Vince by name, but he just went off how he has no respect for him, that, you know, his uh, his first show back after the pandemic, he had to walk off stage after four songs because he couldn't sing no more because he didn't have the voice and he's so out of shape and this and that. And he, he made a very valid point and voiced his feelings and said, I just, I have no sympathy for the guy because he's supposed to be from the biggest band of the era, and then we were—they were supposed to tour stadiums, football stadiums—and he couldn't handle it. Wow. he's like, so I have no sympathy for the guy. So, did the interview Monday? I sent out the press release right after the interview, and um, it got picked up on one of the major sites. I was like, on Blabbermouth. I was like, yes, nice, and. That i saw earlier today got picked up on another site i'm like cool and then i saw tonight i'm scrolling through facebook on my phone and i see a suggested article for me from classic rock magazine that they shared it out i'm like this is amazing this is just freaking right. awesome so sometimes you get some of these interviews that hit like this and i've had yeah. quite a few over the years so yeah this this phil lewis interview is really uh picking up a lot of steam which is good which when when stuff happens like that, then this will get brought up now. And this happened to me before years ago when I interviewed um, Bumblefoot when he was in Guns N' Roses. It got picked up. I was driving. I'll never forget. I did an interview with him. You know, like on Thursday night. I think a few days later, probably on probably that Monday or Tuesday morning, I was driving into work, and on Preston and Steve on WMMR in Philly, they were talking about my interview with Bumblefoot. No, I was like. What the hell? What happened yeah. here? Yeah, so That's crazy. I mean, it's it's pretty cool when stuff like that happens.
0: So when you get that dirt, when you get that um, you know guy talking about someone, you know it's money right away. But do you are you like teetering that line on asking a follow up question when they do go off on somebody?
1: No, if they went there, I'm going back there with them. Okay, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I we were having a discussion earlier. I'm going to say it like this i opened a door a crack they kicked it in and i'm just going to hold the door open for them now right
0: damage so, that door bro damaged yeah you know so, like yeah
1: so like like i did an interview this morning so our, our i did an interview last week with donnie v the original singer from Enough's enough donnie has had many issues over the years with drugs and alcohol. He was it's well documented. He's had troubles with, you know, heroin and crack and, and other stuff, which caused for him to be fired from Enough's enough and he's been a solo artist now. Um he put out a brand new single two weeks back, uh, called Party Time, which check it out. It's a great song. And he did a video and it's all they did like Batman from the nineteen sixty six show. They did like a whole spoof on it and he's in a batmobile a batman it's it's gr- a great video hysterical video and he's got the his old bandmate and founding partner of is en- enough's enough chips enough in the video and chip played on the song so i i've this is my second time interviewing donnie and he it's funny like he has my phone number from the first time and he'll just randomly text me whenever and he did this like a year ago and we set up an interview when he released a single year ago. And um, so when we did this interview the other day, I said to him, I'm like, dude, so what's, what's the deal? Like what's going on with you, you and Donnie? Like he plays on your song, he's in your video. There's a relationship, there's a working relationship going on. Will you be back in Enough's Enough? And he said, Chip won't let me back. He doesn't want me back in the band. He's told me straight up the reasons, which I'm not going to go into. But, you know, we we had we've had a talk and it's just not gonna happen. And he's been in the press and he's been bad mouthing Chips Band and stuff like that. So I interviewed Chips enough this morning for his new album that he's putting out, which is released next week. And uh, I hit him straight up. My my first question was I talked to him about their their relationship with Howard Stern over the years. Let's, that was Howard's favorite band when they first came out. And then uh, I said to him, I said, look, I said, I want to get into this subject right off the bat. We're going to hit it, and then we're going to get into the album. What's the deal with you and Donnie? I said, I interviewed Donnie last week, and he said, you told him he can't come back to the band. And I saw the expression on his face, and I was like, uh-oh. I, I could see like he was like not happy about it. But he then which I was expecting to be a quick answer turned into a 15 minute answer. And he went, started slow, but then he picked up steam and went in depth about the situation and his true feelings on why. And like, I get it. It's a, it's a very responsible reason, you know, and and other situations and respect for his new band and respect for even for Donnie in a different way. And, um, he said he's offered Donnie some situations, but Donnie turned them down. And so, I mean, they have their own thing, but then the funny thing was, so then that interview happens. And I went and I shared the interview out on social media in Facebook and some in office enough, uh, Facebook groups. Person comments and says, would you interview me? I'm the son of the late drummer, Ricky parent who is their second drummer who was with the band for 20 years, who sadly passed away from cancer. Wow. So I said to him, I said, you know, shoot me a message on Facebook and we'll talk. He messages me like that. Next thing I know, we're on the phone and we talked for like a half hour this afternoon. And I, I'm going to do an interview with the kid. Oh, he's he's 35 years old, 36 years old, and uh, you know, he he's got his. And, and I told him, I'm like, look, dude, I I you know, I understand your feelings. You know, the way you feel, you feel jaded, but. They, in reality, they didn't owe you anything, you know. You're expecting, you know, not that he's even looking for money. He was just looking for some type of respect and relationship, and he's not getting it, which, you know. That's cool that you
0: actually got, like, two different people's opinions in one week in Mm -hmm. the same band.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because it's relative right now. So Mm -hmm. you get both different sides. That puts you over, too, and puts your podcast over. I'm sorry, your radio show over, you know.
1: Well, that's that's what the the hope is at the end of the day, yeah.
0: Right. So, what professional wrestler would you like to interview? Past or present?
1: You know, that's a good question. Like, um, I haven't really got and done many wrestling interviews. I've done maybe a handful, and I, I would rather interview a lot of the older guys, yeah. you know. And a reason I I kind of st- steered away from it. Um there's been so many, you know, shoot interviews out there and stuff like that. And um but I I you know I would love to sit and interview any of them guys who I looked up to and guys in the business, whether it was from old NWA or WWF at the time or um guys from ECW. I mean I've interviewed some here and there. How about guys like
0: you know, like Meanie?
1: I've interviewed Meany. I've had Meany on a couple of times. Yeah. I would love to do another interview with Meany. That's one guy who, you know, in in my years of the business, he's one of the, the true people who I can call a friend and have remained in contact with over the years. And, you know, we're still in contact, you know, not as much as, you know, we were, but, um, still every few months, you know, we'll text each other back and forth or whatever, um, or messages on Facebook or comments on Facebook. Um, but, yeah, I, I would love to do another interview with Meany. He's got – I think Meany – the way I look at Meany anymore is he's like a true ambassador to the business.
0: Right. So you also interviewed a, a guy named Jake E. Lee. How was that interview, in your opinion? So attention? you
1: know what? So I did not interview Jake E. Lee. You didn't? No. That so didn't. there was an interview. Uh, somebody he, – he did an interview with somebody, and, he, like, I've been seeing these statements trickle out. And I okay. shared out on Facebook that I would love to interview him okay. because that guy, he, he he gets diarrhea of the mouth, and he, he says he says all those uh, clickbait news story titles that you want. That would be big, yeah. Yeah, so I, I that's why I, – I mean I'm a big fan of his from back in the day, but I would love to interview him just to, to see what statements I can get out of him.
0: So interviewing these guys that you look up to or listen to their music, is it that much better of an interview because you have background information on them and actually a in general interest?
1: I think so. I t- most of the people, I'll say 75% of the people I interview are people that I personally want to interview and talk to because I um, i have some interest in them. Right. I mean, there's there's people that sometimes like, You know are presented to me and i do favors for pr people or whoever um because they give me other great guests um but yeah it's it's got to be somebody who i truly care about or have an interest in to want to interview them i if it's if there's something that i really can't get nothing out of it when i'm like looking over the person to give the yay or nay i mean i'll i'll be honest and like and there's, like, lately I, I've been saying nay a lot more. right wow. And I, I hate at times, like, hurting, like, my PR people's feelings. But you know, I, I I've told them like I'm sorry, but like, I'm my schedule is so busy. Like, my time is is valuable. Right. And I and I hate to to come off sounding like that, but my time's valuable, and I gotta invest it in somebody who I really want to talk to.
0: Right. Another guy you talked to, um, Phil, the the Philly Flipper, uh, he's an uh, online reseller and YouTuber. Yes. Talk yes. about I, that one. How's
1: that? All right. So that that was amazing. That that that's just like that. That's um, you know, people who I have a vested interest in. So, you know, a major part of my life is you know being a reseller and online reselling, and and I sit, you know, I try to at least an hour a day at least invest time into watching these people on YouTube. And I, and I learned so much and I learned, you know, things to look for to flip and sell and um, how to do things online and, and stuff like that. So the Philly Flipper, um, he re- actually reached out to me like six months ago on Instagram, on our Cocoa Bay Instagram and sent a message and said, Hey, um, I'm trying to get a thousand subscribers. Can you please like uh, subscribe to my YouTube page? And I was like, Dude, absolutely. You're the Philly flipper. Absolutely. I gotta show love to my Philly brother. Of course. So I I do that and we've we've exchanged, you know, some messages here and there over the last six months and I've been watching his videos now and he's been picking up steam and picking up steam and picking up steam. So I um he he hit the thousand and now he's up, he's closing in, I think like on thirty five hundred now. And so I said to him a few weeks ago, I'm like, dude, I said, do you want to do an interview? I said I would love to do an interview with you. He's like, yeah, all right, let's do it. So we set it up, and uh, we had a blast. It turns out he's actually he's not he's from Delco. He's in Delco. So I shared some uh, some food spots with him, and he just I was doing a, a live stream earlier on YouTube, and I get a comment from him. I went back to Icon Pizza. He goes, I can't stop going. <laughs> so that's yeah,
0: awesome.
1: Yeah, like it's funny there's a whole like which i didn't know like with this whole reselling thing there's like a whole community going on and there's different levels of it and philly flipper is in a part of it and there's other guys and there's other ones there's higher echelon ones but it's just an amazing um business and the whole youtube world is just an amazing thing and i'm slowly starting to get my foot in the door with this youtube more and more and i'm I'm trying to take over different things in the world and that's gonna be one of them.
0: That's awesome, man So, you know, we did talk about the cocoa Bait, to go into thrift stores and all that Talk about this whole in, in search of Mike wolf the, from American Pickers man. What's all that <laughs> yeah. about?
1: so So on our, our YouTube channel, so just like with these other youtubers, so we film ourselves as we go out, you know Doing our thrifted things. We, we, we go to Goodwill or thrift stores garage sales flea markets, etc. Estate sales and uh, we'll film it, and then we'll, you know, make videos of things we bought, and then we'll we'll show people what we sold and how much we sold it for and other goofy things. Well, you know, being here in Nashville is now um, home to uh, Antique Archaeology, one of the stores of Mike Wolf from American Pickers. So, Mike Wolf has uh, also moved to the area. He lives in a uh columbia actually i don't know if he's still in Franklin that was his his house was in franklin now it's he got divorced it's his ex-wife but he's still in the area of franklin columbia tennessee and uh so we took a we've gone down there quite a few times to columbia they have a goodwill down there and whenever we go down there we swing by uh mike bought this old car dealership and set up this home base for his uh car repairs it's called columbia motor alley so we'll always swing by and check out so we were talking and we said why don't we uh we're going to columbia why don't we call this one in search of mike wolf and we'll we'll go to columbia and we'll cruise by columbia motor alley and we'll film it and we'll see if we see him maybe he'll, you never know when he's going to be there right. um so that's what we did we, we went down there and we went in search of uh mike wolf we're That's going to awesome. do another we're going to do another one and we're going to go over to the store and we're going to go uh over to the store and look around for him and Danielle.
0: So, doing this, what was the most um craziest thing that you found that you were like I got to have going to these thrift stores that ended up being worth more than you thought?
1: Um oof To think. I think the, the 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 goofiest and and weirdest and and craziest one so far has probably been shampoo. <laughs> I found uh I found bottles of tar shampoo in Goodwill. There was six bottles and then Coco found a, a seventh bottle and they were 2 dollars a piece and I thought they were um like arts and crafts paint they were like weird looking they were like this weird yeah. brown color and i was like what the hell is this and i grabbed it and looking at it and if you uh what you can do if you're um you have the ebay app you can do a search on the ebay app and you can pull up the camera and scan a barcode of something and it'll pull up the that item and you can see what it's worth So that's what we do like when we're in in goodwill. So I I scanned the barcode, and I was like, oh, my god. And I grabbed the bottles, and I put them in my cart, and I run, and I find Coco. I'm like, I couldn't even talk. I'm just like, I'm holding my phone. I'm pointing. I'm like, "Uh, uh, uh, uh," and she's looking. She's like, what the hell is this? I'm like, yeah. I'm pointing to the cart, and she's like, oh, my god. Here, these bottles of shampoo were selling for $250 a piece. What? <laughs> yeah. And did you up, get that? I ended up selling seven bottles of shampoo for twelve hundred and seventy-five hours. Damage. Yeah, yeah. Here it's a uh, tar shampoo for um, people with psoriasis that was discontinued. What? One person alone bought three bottles for like six hundred hours.
0: That's wild, man. Yeah. That's wild. yeah. So coming up uh, later later this uh, this week, uh, November seventh, you're going to be having a having being a part of an event uh, Fat Cat Slims in Nashville, um, yep. where you'll be participating in a pumpkin spice and everything nice Fall Street Festival. What are you most looking forward to this event?
1: All right, so um, so Fat Cat Slims is like my home base here in Nashville. It's a killer, um, it's like a it's like a diner cross with a bar. With a stage that they have bands play and comedians and stuff like that. And um, I did our first event there for the National Restaurant Review back in May, where we uh, we broke a thousand uh, followers on Instagram, so we had like a celebration party. And I've been wanting to do another event, and I approached him a couple months ago and we had a meeting, and I said, "Look, I said, I want to do uh, like what we did last time, but I want to turn it up a notch." I'm like, how about, you know, we'll do the same thing. We'll have, you know, the food and drink inside. We'll have the the music inside. But let's line the parking lot with vendors. So we were like, all well we're going to do a fall festival which in turn has become the pumpkin spice and everything nice fall festival. And we got 20 vendors, including Cocoa Bay. We will be lined up on the outside in the parking lot. And we got You know, people like us doing a pop up like a shop of like, you know, our stuff. And we got a CBD dealer. We have um, a person that takes old CDs and makes jewelries. We got different jewelry vendors. We got a couple artists. We got um, uh, a mom whose 10 year old daughter started her own brand of bubbles. You know, we got all these different cool things. So we got 20 vendors. Uh, we have a, a a person that does that has their own brand of coffee we have another per, a guy that does his own um spiky, spicy pickles and jams and peppers and stuff so i mean we got like all different types of killer vendors and um we also have a local radio station 1029 the buzz is going to be there broadcasting live in the parking lot and they're going to be giving tickets away for thrashers games and and concerts it's going to be a huge event and, and one of the managers texted me earlier from Fat Cats. Um, supposedly, they have some casino or something's going to be on hand. And if you sign up with them, they're going to be buying people drinks to sign up <laughs> with the casino. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a cool, fun party celebration of shopping, food, drinks, and uh, somebody entertainment. I got the book, which I'm really excited about. That we, I, I came across this uh, girl here. We, we went uh, last year. Our waitress at one of the restaurants we went to um for an eagles game is a girl from philly and she's a she's a musician here singer songwriter and she's amazing she's little this little tiny girl from philly it's funny but she is amazing and she played on the last show for us and she's going to be playing this sunday her name's casey thomas and uh i can't wait or i'm going to do an interview with her eventually and she's going to play i want I hope this girl... Send her
0: our way, man. That'd be I, great.
1: I, I totally will. I totally will. She's, she's amazing. Amazing.
0: That's awesome. Now, all the guests that you've interviewed, do you ever think about doing something like a, a show combining all of them together? Kind of like what we did at the Bucks County Community Tech School where we had all different characters. We had me, you, Johnny Valiant, Prime Time Lee, Missy Sampson, Cindy Rogers. We had a whole cast of characters, and that was one of my favorite shows ever. We we had the late great Axel Rotten on that show.
1: Yeah, and yeah. And
0: you got me three parts of a great interview where this guy just went off, and it was just amazing.
1: That's right. Everything about doing about something that. like that? Well, I when I was doing the Totally German Radio, I would do um, – once we hit the 100th episode, I started doing these celebrations. So like the 100th – I think I did the 100th, uh, the 200th, the 250th, and the 300th episode – I would do things like that, and I would have, you know, I would do a three-hour show, and I would do every uh, 10 minutes a different past guest, and I would end up doing 15 interviews oh, wow. in that in that time span. And they, I, they would come on, and they would congratulate us on our accomplishment, and then they would, you know, we would talk to them, do a quick catch-up, and they would do, plug what they were up to, and then on to the next one. And they were the funnest shows because they were so fast-paced and... You know, I a lot of these, you know, celebrities who I became friends with, you know, love to be part of this. And, and I had people that, you know, I looked up to and they were very grateful and gracious to call in on these celebrations. And I was like blown away and right. very, very, um, you know, honored.
0: Yeah. But you started this journey of the podcast in what, 2011?
1: It might be. Okay, be, so eleven or twelve, yeah,
0: right. So looking back at when you first started till now, what are some things that you've learned, some things that you picked up along the way, or things that you would have changed from the in the beginning, when you first started?
1: Mm. the biggest thing I've learned now is I, I think um, I think video podcasting is where it's at. I yeah. really do um, i I noticed the whole change in in the numbers big time um when when people were able to start doing facebook live i saw a major decline right in the numbers uh for audio podcasting um i don't know i don't know what i would have changed like the thing that would have been better for me is if i had one set niche or genre to appeal to or focus to right. but I and, and you know when we first got together that was my big thing we like you were wanted to stick with the wrestling and i wanted to to go all over and that was yeah. the, the the big uh difference in us at the time so i i don't know what i really would have done different yeah okay. You know, I, wish I, an, I wish I had a better answer for you, but I, I right. really don't know offhand. No, that was
0: the best answer I could ever hear.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm being honest. I really I really don't. No, I love not. it, dude. Like, so if you could go back in time and you would
0: have never left Philly, where do you think you would be now? Where would the podcast be? Would you be doing restaurant reviews here?
1: I, I could already I I already know where I'd be. I'd be dead. Straight up, I'd be dead. There, there's no way. In the situation I was in in my life, back in um, you know the situation I was in, I never would have there's no way I would have survived going through that pandemic in that situation. I, and I'm being it's it, like it's I, I wish we were doing video because Cameron's face right now just dropped. <laughs> it, I, it, it, it did. It did. And, and i'm being I'm being truthful and honest. there's there's no way i and I've said this uh, many times here. Um I I know I never would have survived that pandemic living in, in PA in that situation I was in.
0: So doing totally driven radio then and doing all these other things, was that an avenue to escape? Slash it, I know you wanted to do it as well.
1: It, it wasn't it wasn't an avenue to escape, but it became my escape. Wow. I, okay. It was something. It was something I always wanted to do, regardless. Yeah. And then I just ended up trying to do it so much to escape.
0: That's deep. Yeah, I, I get you, man. Because mm-hmm. you definitely need some self-care to forget what's really going on. Yeah. To get away. Exactly. Which yeah. leads us to motivational speaking. Everything you overcame in your life. The, living the past 40 years of your life you said you came, went with it with a negative an approach and then you talked about the funny story about Charlie Sheen and his things and when he said winning mm-hmm. and you kind of like turned it around over a silly catchphrase you put that to your life and you just changed over it just changed and look at life so much differently now when you do these motivational speakings and when you did at colleges How did you prep? Did you like re-go back into your mind the first 40 years Or, or what was your, what was your, uh, way of going about it?
1: You know, it's funny you brought this up because I literally, I got an offer yesterday. I was sent an offer to do one for, uh, an investment company. And I I've never done, I've never done it on a level like that to where you're talking to like a bunch of suit and tie type people. Right. um and that's that has intimidated me um to which I didn't even send an offer for that uh when I when I did them to the colleges like I there, there was no there was never a, a prep I I just went in there and told my story and how I turned my life around because you know there there was you know so much uh, I've gone through so it's it's such so scary like i i need to write a book like people i don't think people would believe the things i've gone through in life between losing both of my parents by time i was 19 to um owning a pizza shop at 18 and losing it at 19. um you know i I've, i've gone through so much in my life i so much loss so much i've experienced so much loss and death in my life, by time I, you know, hit a young age, and um, my sister died seven years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, like, I'm the only one left, and it's 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 a very weird, um, sad, scary feeling when you have, you know, I, it's very hard to put in perspective. But I only have one picture of my family together. You know, so when I when I look at that, that's that's all I can say is this is the only picture I have of my parents and my sister and me together. And I was probably like two or three years old. Right. Yeah. So it's 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 you know, that's a that's a deep. Weird thing to to think about and live through. And yeah,
0: now looking at where you are now, when you see others going through stuff and they're not listening to you (laughs) per se you know and you get it from their point of view but at the same time you want to slap them Mm -hmm. what's going on in your mind do you go back in your mind at the same time and think about relay your do your pasta or what are you thinking
1: yeah totally yeah i'm 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 going through um you know, scenarios in my life that I've been through that have probably been similar. And, um, from, I, I, you know, I, I I take from my experiences in life, um, and I tell people who come, it's, it's kind of like weird and crazy. There's like a handful of people who come to me, um, quite often anymore, which is kind of weird. Um, and ask for advice on things in life and relationships or entertainment issues or whatever. And I, 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 was, it's weird because I was never one through most of my life to be like the open, honest upfront guy. Like I always, always kind of like, eh, beat yeah. around the bush type of guy. But now I more and more I've become a more blunt, open and honest because, um, it's needed it's really needed and uh it's not that i'm saying these things just for the fact to be blood open and honest or to be cold or mean or or hard on the person but it's just uh it's needed that sometimes the truth hurts i mean there's not a truer saying out there the truth hurts um yeah you know, yeah um, I I just wish like a lot of uh like I said these these people that come to me um you know I give them advice from the heart and I I wish them well and and I tell them these things because I want them to um not experience the pain I experienced or the hell I've gone through I don't I want better for them and I just want them to learn from my mistakes and do the right thing
0: which sometimes you don't know if it's the person's looking for advice or they're looking to vent. I guess you really got to hear the key points that are going on when when they are talking to you, I guess.
1: Well, technically I think they're looking for both, but they're, um, they're, they're looking to vent, but they want the advice, but they're, I, I also know because I was that same person Probably ninety percent of the time, they're not going to take the advice yeah. right. because I, I I I know from myself. You know the truth deep down in your heart. It's a matter if you want to listen to your heart or the person giving the advice, right. to follow that truth.
0: That's deep. Yeah,
1: it's it, it is.
0: So um, I'm going to say a word. Or a name, and I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. VOC Nation.
1: Oh. Um, I, I forgot what that was for a second. Oh, <laughs> um, damaged. <laughs> Bruce Wirt. Yeah. Kiss. Uh, Paul Stanley. Nashville. Cocoa Warbucks. Love. Cocoa Warbucks.
0: Matt, the ultimate Kiss fan, Porter. Kiss. Lifestyle apparel brand.
1: Bombers and sleeves.
0: Completely damaged. RC. And most importantly, Larry Winters. Legend. He passed the test. <laughs> yep. So looking back now at your wrestling career, can you give us a few highlights from each company that you've been in and some things that you'll never forget good or bad?
1: Hmm. Uh, early, uh, you, Jesus, again, I need we to can start at
0: ECWA if you want.
1: Okay. Well, it, actually it started with ECW, so we'll go ECW right. Eastern championship wrestling. Um, I guess our feud with the super destroyers. It was uh, it was fun because th- those two guys, AJ and Doug, were 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 fun guys. They were big boys, but they were fun guys and learned a lot, especially from AJ. I mean, I remember growing up watching AJ Petruzzi on Saturday mornings, you know, in WWF. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that was that uh, was a lot of fun. Uh, ECWA, uh, my feud with uh, I did singles in, for Jim Kettner there. So it was my feud with Boogie Woogie Brown. That was, uh, man, n- not a more beautiful person ever. Cliff, the Boogie, Boogie Woogie Brown, what a beautiful, beautiful person. I miss that guy. Rest in peace, man. He was he was, such a grateful, just a grateful person every show to be there. Uh,
0: and after that, you went to, what was it, Liberty?
1: Uh, well, it was... At that point, I started promoting my own stuff. So it was Liberty All Star Wrestling. Um, those early shows, probably probably the first, very first show we did, it uh, was at my old grade school. And um, what was that? The main event was uh, Raven before he, it was a week before he became Raven. He was uh, Scotty Flamingo against Tom Brandy as Johnny Gun. Wow. WCW, yeah. And we had a great house. We had like three hundred kids there, three hundred people. It was it was a fun show. It was a fun How show. about
0: uh, NWA New Jersey?
1: Oof. Sadly, the highlight of that was, uh, you know, I was I was doing a lot of work for Dennis Carluzzo behind the scenes, um, and uh, the second Eddie Gilbert Memorial Show. Um, buddy landell who i was very good friends with he uh he was screwed up on some type of pills or something and he was in the dressing room on the locker room floor like nodding out and jimmy cornett was on top of him smacking him in the face hollering at him buddy wake up buddy don't you do this to me buddy and was smacking him i was like oh man come on buddy come on Budro! get up get up yeah
0: and Tri-State Wrestling
1: Alliance. Tri-State Tri State makes me sad because that was like my ultimate dream. Like that's where I went to wrestling school and all. And that's where I wanted to, you know, I was supposed to debut and they folded before I actually debuted and I never got the chance to actually wrestle for Tri-State. That that really bums me out. Joe Joel Goodhart, in my opinion, was the true originator. Of hardcore wrestling.
0: Now, what match would, if someone can give you one match for you to come back, what would that match be? For one last hurrah.
1: The one match I always wanted, um, and I never got, was against my uh, my good friend and uh, the person that helped finish my training, and he's still one of my best friends to to this day, is uh, Jimmy Janetti.
0: So if someone could make that match happen, would you go back and train for this match and do it?
1: I don't know at this point. I mean, honestly, I I could and this could lead into this story. I I know we could probably have the match happen like that. Hmm. Because um so he's down in Florida now and he has been working with Gangrel for the last like 5 years and he was Gangrel's like head trainer at his school and there was some problems with the school and Gangrel's backers or whatever, and something happened with the school and it closed up. And Gangrel is now affiliated with this other promotion out of Florida called CCW. The owner of the promotion, uh, he owns a granite business, and he has a couple locations. He's got one in Florida. He's got one in Nashville. His Nashville location, he actually has started running his wrestling shows out of as well. So now he's running shows out of Florida. and He's running out of Nashville once a month. So um, about a month ago, he had a show just over a month ago. And Jannetty uh, said, hey, he's like, I got, I got an idea. He goes, why don't you, why don't I hook you up and have an interview with this guy? Maybe you could help him since you're there and he's always here in Florida. He just goes up there, you know, for a few days for the shows. Maybe you could help run his operation up there while you're up there. So I was like he's like, you know, maybe maybe you can get, you know, maybe this could be like an actual legit job where you get a paycheck. I was like, "All right." Mm-hmm. Yeah, set up an interview. Let's let's do it. Dude reached out to me in 2 seconds. We started texting and all and uh, we set up an interview a couple of days later when he came up to town for a show that weekend and we met that Friday and um it was me him and his right-hand man and we were talking for about an hour and everything was going, you know, I, I was in, you know, I had had the job. He wanted me to help run the operation up there and, uh, you know, promotions and help on the booking, like every everything from behind the scenes. And then uh, a couple of his uh, workers came in. One was uh, Chase Stevens, okay. who was in I- Impact Wrestling. And the other was uh, Chris Michaels, who... I don't know if he did impact work as well. I know he was in Smoky Mountain Wrestling back in the day. And uh, so then it was, the, <clears throat> then it was uh, the five of us talking for another hour. And those guys are in the area as well. So they were going to come on board too. Great guys. And I sat there having a ball, like laughing with these guys, just cracking jokes, breaking – it was, it was a fun time. But on the other hand, I also realized like it's not me no more like i'm i'm like i have so much going on in my life and i was like man if i get pulled back into this freaking crazy sideshow business it's it's not good for me personally it's just not a good thing um so then i was like really not like i was on the fence about it as the meeting was going on so then um you know, I, I walked out and he's like, All right, you know, see you tomorrow, beat the show tomorrow. It's like all right, cool, I'll talk to you then. And then I, I walked out of there and I was just thinking of myself more and more. And I talked to Coco about it and uh, she's like, Look, if you wanna do it, do it. Friggin' do it. But if you don't want to do it, don't put yourself through it. She's like, You have to make the decision. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I don't wanna do it. I don't wanna do it. I don't wanna go back to that. Like I I don't wanna go um invest all this time and effort first off into somebody else's business i got my own business to worry about i got to focus on my own business so i'm not going to do that and i didn't want to get go back down that whole crazy wrestling business rabbit hole of you know everything so i i just thought it'd be a much better thing for me overall just not to go down that road again so I, I you know got hold of them and like and I apologize and I thanked them for the opportunity and uh, wished them luck and yeah, you know, what more can I say
0: right so before I let you go uh, you mind throwing out your all your social media links so people can follow you in your videos
1: all right so uh, you can look for us on uh, Facebook Instagram and YouTube uh, Coco Bay Winning. Uh, do that, and you can look for me, Bay Ragney, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, The Bay Ragney Show. And, uh, yeah, like us, love us, subscribe to us, please, especially on YouTube. Uh, the Bay Ragney uh, Totally German TV YouTube channel is, we're at nine We're closing in on 1,000 subscribers, so get us over 1,000. Come on, please. Definitely.
0: Well, I love you, bro, and always have. Love and, you uh, too, man. Appreciate your support, man, and uh, it's always fun talking to you, man.
1: You too, always.
0: So, uh, Damage fans, remember, don't keep a nice knee. Keep it completely damaged on monkerradio.com where music and minds meet. Thanks, Bay. Thank you. Completely